Hey everyone, welcome back to the Big Idiot Podcast. We are back in business. Thank you guys so much for being so patient with the last couple episodes. You guys have been reaching out asking me when the next episode has been coming up, and here it is. Sorry about the wait. We have been super busy with promotion stuff and trying to get advertisers and funding, and also we are students. So we are also super busy with student life and classwork and homework and everything else. But we are back in business. Like I said, uh, we have a very special podcast for you today. We went out and bought some new equipment last weekend, and we are having some trouble learning some editing and setup. So I have a little bit of some raw audio here. I'm just going to play it. Uh, no, no real intro. It's going to sound a little choppy, but I hope you guys enjoy it just as much. My good friend Z came on the podcast a couple days ago, and we talked about music and life and it's New York City and all kinds of weird crap. So give it a listen. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much. This is the Big Idiot Podcast. Before we get started today, guys, I want to tell you about Vulgar Activism. They are a graphic design company that gives back to those in need. They have been the sponsor for this podcast since day one, and we want you guys to go to their website, vulgaractivism.com, and put in the promo code TBI for 20% off your purchase. Any graphic tee, any sticker, proceeds go to charity. They are a great company. A friend of mine runs that company, and he is just a stand-up guy. Guys, go give them a follow on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Vulgar Activism. Go buy their shirts. Go buy their stickers. And thank you so much for supporting the big idiot. It's nice to be like outside of just like, like school club parameters. Yes. Being like, yeah, you know, yeah. we're not like, just like uh, club members on an e-board. Right. Like, did you ever think like when you met me, you were like, one day I'm going to be on this kid's podcast, like a uh, like. You know, a white guy <laughs> from like Florida, like he's got his own podcast. It's definitely um. He was the president of my club. Yeah, like he's kind of like he's kind of like a story. yeah. It definitely it's is. Definitely it's definitely unique. But it's... I'm so glad we found this common ground yeah. and that you're here on the podcast. This is great. No, I'm so happy to have you. Um, so we've been working together. I mean, for the last like f- what four or five months? Yeah. No, wait, since August. Or what was it I November? Late September. Late that's September. That's like when we first attended the first meeting. That's right. So we'll say the full school year. We yeah. will. Like, it's been so cool getting to know you guys. Like the whole like you and Jasmine and Irene. Like it's so cool to like have like, this little side group that's outside of like just the people I live with yeah. and like people I just run into like at the gym or like my super like my super close friends. Like you guys were always like I met you once or twice during the week and then. That's also a funny story. <laughs> I mean. What's that? Franny Space. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. It's Franny Space. I don't even know. Franny Space? (laughs) Go for it. Franny Space is this... It's almost like a music theater room that's like has fully dense floors. The audio in there, like the feedback, like what is it called? It's insulated. Yes. So so basically, it's it's the room. It's the room when you're walking to our film class. It's that little uh, wood dance studio. Mm-hmm. I pass. I know. I pass near it the all ID the time. services. I just didn't yeah. know what it was. So, should, you want to tell a story, or should I give some so, context? Like, you know, you, you, let's or, let's both tell. Let's see okay. how different our stories From are. My side, it was like two thirty in the morning. I couldn't go to sleep, and I was like, I'm just gonna sit at that piano and practice. I yeah. also, this is a way for me to just explore the school at night. So I went around. I walked through the entirety of like the photography lab, which is all beyond like this really beautiful art gallery. So cool. And a bunch of old club rooms. And when I was walking back, I saw Franny Space. Said, "Oh look, there's just a piano sitting there with stage lights." So at like now three thirty in the morning, I'm yeah. just singing and playing piano, going by. And then yeah. when the door opens, this strange Mister appears. 
And at first, I was like, oh, shit, like, am I not supposed to be here? Like, what if the campus, like, closes at night? I know the plaza does. I kind of I kind of look like a senior RA. I very or like, much I was kind of, like, I'm oh going to in trouble Someone right told now. me this the other day. It's so true. I kind of look like a narc. <laughs> Someone told me that the other day. Like, because like, you thought I, I would. I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> I think so, yeah. No, but Z, like, I you thought. No, but here's what I'm saying. Like, Z thought I was, like, an RA or, like, someone who, like, is a student. Like, uh, like student person that like works with like Res Life. That was just yeah. Like, you thought I was probably like a, you probably thought I was like a senior. Yeah, you were like, I'm gonna take a picture of your ID and you're gonna be in trouble now. That's <laughs> yeah, what right, I thought, I was, like, thought oh, I was gonna shit. say. And I was like, you're playing piano. I was like, that's that's yeah. so cool. And you're you're probably thinking like, oh, it's, that's not oh. that's not what I expected to come out of his mouth. I thought uh. I was gonna get yelled at. <laughs> it was like yeah, because it's like three thirty in the morning. It's like oh, this kid just came back from like going out with some friends. Like he, I think I was going out with the old roommates, mm-hmm. and so I was like in a really good mood. And then we went to the black room and like we're looking at that stuff. It's like once again, oh, it's like yeah. three o'clock in the morning. And, and then crazy. I'm like I'm not expecting to hear piano. All of a sudden I hear piano and I'm like and it like and at three in the morning it completely rings through all of the tunnels and hallways, through the tunnels, which is. Really pretty, first of all, because oh, you always yeah. you always catch people like passing by, and they'll be like, "Hey, I love what, like what you're playing," which is always nice. But also the room itself, it's a good position of where the room is. Also, just because of that ring, it's really nice to be able to yes. hear your own voice. It is. So when it's ringing through the hallways at three thirty in the morning, yeah. and I, I literally was like, "Okay, this kid sounds good." I was like, <laughs> "This isn't like some kid who's like trying." Like he's playing the piano really fast and really well and with really good tempo. He's singing on top of it and he sounds good. I'm like, okay, this isn't some kid who like just goes there to like screw yeah. around. Like this kid's been playing for a long time. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. I can't remember. I can't remember what song you were singing, but all I remember was it was like a popular song that I knew. I don't know I the title was, off the top was, of my head. I was singing like Hallelujah, a lot. Like the church song? Yes, exactly like the church song. Yeah, I heard that a lot in Catholic school. Me too. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh, you went to Catholic school your life? Yeah, so also like with piano, I started playing piano when I was really, really young, and I just always had a knack for it. I'd always be like singing back and playing back tunes of commercials that I'd hear like Salino and Barnes, Injury Attorneys, 800-888-8888, like that really- Oh, nice. So like when I was really little, not even just like to try to sing it, I'd always just be repeating songs, repeating tunes. I'd always be humming something and I'd get in trouble because during pre-K, I'd always have, like I'd always be humming something constantly and not even realize it. Uh So my parents were like, okay, obviously he just has some type of music stuck in his ear. That's right. Maybe we should like see where this goes. They got me a piano from Toys R Us, which I begged for them to get. Wow. And I went to like private music school that like was weirdly a magnet school to Juilliard. Okay. It's called Bloomingdale's like school of music. And I grew up here on the Upper West Side. There you go. Going to private Catholic school and then a block away was this like really, really small, in a brownstone music school with, like, these really creepy, like, super old gothic architecture steps that yeah. would go up the entire building. And I started playing piano there. Okay. I loved it, and I had all of these really, really old white women, like, really, really, really strict piano teachers. Oh like, my God. you'd mm. get something wrong, they'd, like, completely scold you. They'd, like, yeah. insult, like, your, your whole being oh, man. just if you got something wrong. And I remember... And during my eighth grade, during eighth grade, and this was a pre-K through eighth grade Catholic private school, it was really really small. I decided to quit. I was like, I'm just gonna. I want to play songs that I hear on the radio. I want to like all the songs that get stuck in my head. I just want to be able to play whatever I hear. And now I. And how old were you then? How old were you then? Thirteen. Wow. So what was the song that you were like? I'm gonna play this song one day. It was um. Ooh, there was this song called Secrets. Okay. Oh, by uh, One Republic. 
I not the one by Roman Republic. It's oh my gosh, it's it's hidden like D major. That's all I can say about it. It's can you a, sing a little bit for us to get a get a glimpse of what we were I, talking about? I don't have the key, and it might. I'm my singing voice is not the best today. Who's, but a, but who's it by? It's I don't. You know what? Can I let me look it up? For pull a it up. Pull it up. We're gonna pull up this song because that is too good of a story not to hear the song. So you're playing. You're playing piano. At oh, what it age? Is the one by One Republic. That's uh, so <laughs> wait, play it right. Play a little bit right now because that's such a good vibe. If we play a little bit, it won't we? Don't have to like. Probably not. No. And it starts off with a cello, and I remember hearing this when I was yes. really little and being like, I love... Yeah. And so then I started listening to the cellos. Here, go, like, ahead, go ahead and pause it so that we don't get <laughs> demonetized. <So>, but <laughs> there's just in case. But no, tell, tell a story, though. It's amazing. So I used to... I heard this song for the first time ever. It was like literally on the radio or something. Yeah. I never... I guess I kind of always didn't like One Republic, not, just because of how much they were popularized. Right. So I guess I tried to hide it. But mm. it's just... I heard the cello at the beginning, and I can always remember hearing the beginning of that song, thinking this type of music, like not just like, and my parents, mm-hmm. who are very much, very, they're like these very much club adults. Mm-hmm. Like they go to clubs, they go to parties all the time. And right. growing up, when my mom would be cleaning, she'd like play like literally club reggae music. Wow. So I've okay. been surrounded by like techno and EDM, and I remember like growing up listening to Skrillex and Major Lazer mm. and Diplo before he became <clears throat> Diplo. Mm-hmm. And it was just. Hearing this type of music, so different from what I've heard at home, but it like just it felt so personal. Mm-hmm. And then when I started listening to classical music, and then I remember looking at like the plannings of like an orchestra and how there's only one pianist right. for an entire like group of people. And I always had really really big hands anyway. Mm-hmm. So growing up, I was like, okay, I really want to get piano. Let me see your hands. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> They're not like. Wow, so you do have big hands. Well, like, I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that's like an insult. <laughs> like for me to have the same size like, hands I have, like, as you, like skinny, like fla- oh facts, like like there's like you're even how height much, wise. How many feet short? A uh, foot and a half shorter than me? I'm like no, 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 no. Foot and a half. I'm excuse I'm me. Five, I'm only six. Two. I'm only six two. I'm five eleven flat foot. Wow, you're taller than I thought. That's so weird. I don't yeah. think I've ever. We don't really stand eye to eye very we often. We really don't. We never like actually like are this close. That's so funny. I'm like so you're like five seven or like five. Yeah, and all of my friends that are shorter than me. I'll say like, yeah, you're like six foot, six foot. Wow, wide. that's and I'm hysterical. Like, no, I'm not like, that's so funny. But, yeah. Wow. So with it's good to be on the same level right now. Yeah. So sitting evenly. <laughs> but it was um, hearing classical music. I started listening to classical music. I always was obsessed with the cello. Yeah. And then when I saw that like there was only one piano, I was like, I love, I love like the uniqueness of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess part of me was like, oh, I'd love to just be like that one person. But the way that piano in an orchestra acts as its own solo instrument, but then also as an instrument that backs up everybody else. Yes. I don't know why that's like, that's just how I thought about it. And that that resonated with me so much. Interesting. Interesting. So then I started playing piano and Mm. I could get all these little tunes that I had stuck in my head. Uh So I, I used to write a lot of music Okay. and like post stuff online about like YouTube videos, like, like here's a sample for like, Really like genre, sad melody, mm-hmm. like, a exactly. one, like one fifty beats. For, like, and I would just put all these in, like all this info, and hopefully someone would like sample them. Right. No one ever did because it's like you know, super super young, eight year old, like posting shitty iPhone quality, hey, iPad, literally yeah. iPad quality music. But even to this day, I have all these like tunes stuck in my head. And mm-hmm. with piano, it was just the best way to like get them out there. It has such a intense range from like the lowest low of a key to like the highest high. Yeah, seriously, it's really mm. awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's so that's incredible because like I was playing piano because I I started to 
old because I was super inspired by the song Clocks, of course, mm. and because I was a Coldplay fan in like seventh and eighth grade, and I was listening to like the piano, going, "Wow, a lot of these songs, even like the heavier, um, like beats, the heavier, yeah. like the rocker, more rock songs, they always have, have piano. piano." And I was like, "That's an incredible instrument." So I was really inspired to play it, but I was just the way I was living in eighth grade with sports and like school mm. and like being super busy. I realized I'm like, oh, you do have to start an instrument when you're super young because to really dedicate the time, you it's have to really become passionate. And like, or I can genuinely, I genuinely think that everyone can learn how to play instrument, but oh, definitely yeah. starting mm. before you were four. I know there's like that whole study, right? That yeah. First of all, there there are some people that cannot roll their R's. That's true. And it's because they were never exposed to that sound, and like you know, and. Like, in, I took the class, like, AP Psychology in, like, junior uh-huh. year of high school. Yeah. And they talked about how... I did, it, I did it sophomore year. But, yes, so like, I was supposed to I do it junior year. I did junior. my junior year. Oh. So, when you were, like... <laughs> oh, damn, I knew. I would have gotten a better test score. I think... I don't remember what I got on that test, actually. I don't think I, I got a five on I it. got a five, too. That and A-Push in the same year. I remember walking out of, like... I was... I, that year was just so You good. got five in APUS history? Yeah. Which was, oh man, <laughs> I did not do well. This is okay. Here, here's why I I can call this podcast the big idiot. Should I be a hundred percent honest? What I got on the AP Psych test? What? Like a two? Did I get a one? Oh. I may have gotten one. I don't think I've ever told anyone that. that wow, like, it's okay. I got a one on my AP Calc exam. Yeah, so. AP Calc is okay. AP Psych is like an easier I also, class. I fell asleep during my AP Calc. Did I pass? I got a five on my AP I only, Calc exam. Wow, but. I, I, pass I just did my APs. calc midterm too, and I literally the way I breezed through it so easily because I don't know why I I really liked theoretical calc because I thought it's just like all unknown so you can fuck around with everything right and I'm already like a math person so being like this is literally the math of like fucking around in the unknown yeah being like oh like infinite limits on a graphs and I I hate graphs in any any version of math except like physics I guess yeah would be cool but I don't know why calc just like spoke to me I was like I. I felt like derivatives just always made sense. Like, uh-huh. oh, you just like minus one from like the exponent and like multiply right. it. Like, but calc was, I did get a five on my AP calc exam. Yeah. Which was, um, damn, that's pretty Holy tough. Holy shit. <laughs> but it was senior year and I missed the deadline to send it here. There you and go. And when they said, no, the deadline's like July 1st, I simply forgot. Oh, man. So oh. that's why I had to take calc. But it wasn't that's bad. Like, it's like an easy. It's literally like an easy A plus A. Hundred percent. Whatever. So mm. that's pretty sweet. I but. guess I just wasn't really good at AP. I think you know what it was. I was in middle school, like as a good student. Like I was getting A's and B's, hmm. and my entire like middle school career, I was told like if you go to high school, you have to take these AP classes, and they're super hard. And I got like kind of sucked under the pressure. Huh. Like that's why yeah, I didn't. I that's that. why I didn't okay. do well on those tests because like it's like every single kid. From like fucking seven thirty in the morning to like ten are just all taking the same exact test. Exactly. Like that's terrifying. Like yeah. literally countrywide, like a countrywide exam, and it's such a it's so important for college. But, like, so I you so were so like, you were the same as me. You're looking at your test. You're looking at your name, and you're visualizing someone else like yes, doing the exact. Like, I'm like, okay, some kid in Tallahassee, like, some kid in New York, some kid in like in the cross. Yeah, the, like they're doing the exact super, same thing right now. My like my school had a graduating class of. Excuse me, 140, and there were only 30 kids wow. in any of the AP honors programs, and I was like literally with the same group of kids for most of my classes, and I was like, I am literally one of 30 in this room, 
yeah. at my own school, but I know that the school two blocks down is also having these with their 1,000 student population, meaning right. there's probably like 300 kids there. Right. And then I think of like, oh, then there's all the schools that I pass by on my way here because mm-hmm. in every single borough, like they, they're literally on just like normal blocks. Yeah. I'm like, there are thousands of kids like within a 10 mile radius of me taking this exact wow. same exam, all you're, trying yeah, to. You're growing up in New York City. Yeah. That's mm. Whole, oh, that would have given me so – I would never would have gotten – The uh, existential oh, crisis. Well, I never passed. As like, Only passed yeah. once, I think. When you have like – Twice. Like a child's mentality where you're still just literally exploring the unknown. Like you don't know anything about like, like oh, the world is scary. Don't go out at night. Like and you're just literally wandering like New York City streets. Yeah. Like I, I loved – I used to love driving back from any of my relatives' house in like – what's it called? There's like – they're scattered around Jersey and like one family in Long Island. And no, 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 I'm not from here. Or, but like when we'd come back from there, we'd be driving back, and I'd love staying up at night because if I could like watch the city at night, and it's such a different atmosphere. Yeah. Like when there's no one outside, like it's like literally going up Amsterdam, which the lights are sequential, so you can go uptown and like literally you never have to stop for light. Yeah. At like yeah. three in the morning, there is no one out. It is completely empty. And it's just literally realizing there are like thousands of people just around me sleeping, like in all of these buildings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Level by level. Like, it just, growing up in the city was very much like, you know, like there's that stigma, like, oh, if you grew up in the city, you have to be like tough or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily true, but I definitely do see where that comes from, like yeah. socially wise. Like, some people had the luxury of like, I can just walk out into my own backyard and like, if I wanted to go outside, I could just like, you know, being like, you could lay and like, some people, I know. Yeah, you would, okay, I know exactly what some you're saying. Some people have background like forest or whatever. And I have like my one real older relative's house in the Poconos. Yeah. Is that. Every, right. Like you own the land of like part of this, like your whole backyard is this whole area. Yeah, it's not just, it's not just a like 10 by 20 square. Yeah. If, if you're lucky, if you're lucky. And for the city, I was like, I was lucky enough to live right next to Riverside Park. You just walk. Mm. One block down, you're in a beautiful park, but there's always people there. You're always have you always yep. have to look left and right. You always have to make sure that you're in a safe area. Yeah, it's, it's, it has there's a lot of anxiety there. There's so much anxiety with that. But I was, I mean, I would say my parents taught me right, mm-hmm. except for the one time when I actually did get attacked. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that real quick. That what is, when did that happen? What happened? June, I mean January twenty first. The day before my birthday. Thank you. Yeah. That was his birthday present I was to me. Walking back the same way I do every single time I'm coming home. Mm-hmm. I went to I went home that day because I had like a doctor's appointment that's a block away from where I live. So I was like, yeah. I'll just stop by. I'll walk my dog so my brother doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, you know, like be home for a little bit. I had dinner. Walking back at 6 p.m. The normal way I walk. It was like 13 degrees, but I like to put my headphones in. I bundle up a lot anyways. And I'm like, I just have a nice little like head clearing walk. Except this time I was walking. Same way I always do, heading downtown, and three like teenagers around my age. Yep. I saw them approaching me on the other side of this pack- pathway in the park. But you know it is winter; it's already super dark out. Right. There's a lady ahead of me, like walking her dog. But I was, so I was like, at least there's people around, and I could hear their footsteps cross over. The I first I saw them like in my peripheral vision, really like staring at me intently. Yeah. And as they passed by, it looked like they were all like very much like stopping to look at me. Yep. I heard their footsteps then pass over the like the ice and grass covered like middle that separates the two sides of the pathways that people typically like walk on like right. So then I knew I was like okay now they're behind me. Uh oh. I hear footsteps rushing and rushing and rushing, and then they stopped. And I'm yeah. walking with this old lady. I'm just keep on walking. I'm like I know this path by heart. Instead of continuing through the park, I'm just gonna go 
up to where like any of the streets are where there's any light because there's it's 6 p.m. It's still rush hour. People are still going home. Yeah. So to get to this pathway, you had to continue walking, go to the darkest spot out of any, which curves right. around and then starts going uphill. Or you can go through like the grass and like frozen ice, like root covered uphill area yeah. and break like break to the fence. And there was like a little gap. I was like, I'm not going to be able to make it all the way there. Also, their footsteps stopped. I don't hear them anymore at all. I look behind me. I don't see anybody. So right. I was like, okay. Took a deep breath. I was like, maybe first I was like, maybe I was just so scared. I was hallucinating things that night or mm-hmm. genuinely like they just like skedaddled because I was walking with right like this random old lady and her dog, like just distantly behind her. And as I was heading up the little grass patch right at the entrance to the thing, I see a bunch of cars going by. I got like shoved from behind they had like one like a lot of them had knives, and then I got oh hit boy. over the head with a really hard metal thing, and they took like my bag and my phone. Oh shit! Which shit. was a lot. On my way, literally here to, I had like Wowzy. plans with friends on my Holy floor shit. and around my floor to like do like a party mm. night or whatever, and I was like genuinely, I was like, damn, I was literally like I was heading back to campus just to have a fun time. I was like, I enjoyed being home, and then it was, it's. That was genuinely, like, the scariest experience of, like, my life. Mm. Because, and really, like, interesting point on top of that is that I had my wallet on me, but for some reason, earlier that day, I, like, I was getting off of, I was getting off of the train. Yeah. And when I tried to put my Metro card back in my wallet, I put my wallet inside my, like, inner hoodie coat. Okay. So, when I was super bundled up outside, they actually didn't get my wallet, which is really Holy shit, you but, got lucky. So, I got really lucky that way, but they still had That's like a one in a million, dude. Yeah. Like, like if you hadn't had, like, those couple of circumstances circumstances come up, yeah. like, you would have definitely had like, your wallet stolen. And they, the one thing was, sucks. like, they threatened me, like, at knife point, so they had the password to my phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so listen, you... Still, or, but even though they had that, the scariest thing now was... I need to contact my parents, tell them to cancel everything like associated with my phone. Right. But then oh, also yeah, of course. like immediately. Because now they don't even have my phone. They have my keys as well. Mm-hmm. They could like then my mom was like, shit, we have to think about this. Like they could come you know, like we don't Yeah, know. no, they could find the your they, they could, could find, find your um home address, and look it up like, on your phone with your keys and fucking break in your house. You don't know. Yeah. Right. You don't so know. So my mom is like freaking out. But That's scary there shit. Ra- there was like a random dude, like literally there were a bunch of cars going by and one like stopped because I kind of ran into the road. Oh shit. He then, like I didn't realize is I had a really bad cut right here. The sc- the, thankfully, I don't even feel a scar. I mean, I can feel the bump where it is. Right. But I had a really bad concussion because I got hit really hard in the head and my entire right side was just like bleeding profusely. Right. So as this random dude's like, just like, oh yeah, like, okay. And then he called the cops, ambulance came, cops came. They came really quickly and they said that they still haven't like found them or like anything related to them, which kind of sucks. But all that matters is that I was like, okay, mm-hmm. saw my mom. Then I realized I had my wallet on me and she was like, oh, thank God. That's like, at least you have something. Yeah. And that was, yeah, growing up in the city. Damn. Kind of. Hmm. That's a lot. I don't have any stories like that. <laughs> I no, I Not don't. Yet. I don't. I've always Michael and I are the same way. We've never had that story, but I've always been like, the one to imagine what I would do and oh, like and am it, I prepared for that? And you know what I mean? Like mm. that's uh that's some that's some scary shit. No, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, Z, good damn, you're brave, man. No, no it, yeah. it's and with that it's I like 
my dad made sure I was in karate because even mm-hmm. like when I grew up, like I'm, I'm like, a certified black belt, like by Damn. like the United, like they have like you know like their martial arts federation. Yeah. So I have like at home, I have all my belts like on display with like my certificate plaque. Like when I was 13, I got like my black belt. Oh wow! Okay. So I was like, okay, and I used to think that all the time. I was like, what am I going to do in the circumstance? It was just. It's so different during the circumstance, and even then, it was like one of those things where I would have, uh, like, I've been, like, I've, I grew up learning how to fight. Yeah. From my dad, and then literally him putting me in, like, a karate-type gym, like wow. an actual dojo. We had, like, our sensei, and he, like, excuse me, he taught me since <laughs> I was super young. So, but during that circumstance, like, first it was one of those things where I've always thought, like, oh, what if they do have knives, and there's really not much you can do. And the fact that when they did, and I was like, shit, like, I would have very much... I'm. I know I'm really fast. Uh-huh. I know I. I'm a cross country runner, and I did sprinting. Like I know, yeah. if anything, I could fend them off for a little bit and then just run or right. catch them off guard. Like throw something somewhere if they looked, and literally just like dash. Like I could probably make it. And I was already close enough to where there were a bunch of people. It was light out. All yeah. It was like run one avenue, but being in that circumstance was just so different, though. I bet. Oh my like, god. It was. Oh, yeah. It was um. I don't know. I, it's always it's one of those things where you always think like you could be prepared for something, and yeah. then when it happens, you just never are. Yeah, that's Which happened is, to me a couple times. I mean, the, like the like clo- that type the, of experience. Like, you know, like the closest example I have was like I had to defend my friend from getting um, getting tackled the other night. And like, granted, my friend was doing something really stupid. What was he doing? Well, so he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. So my buddy, and I, you know, he was, he was a little up tipsy. And he goes, Charlie, steal a flower from the bodega, like just one. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, shut up, that's so stupid. Like, why, why in the world would I ever do that? Yeah. And we're crossing the street. All of a sudden, I turn around, and he runs back to the bodega, and takes. And I know he's joking. I know, I know, because he's my friend. He's gonna go put it back. He's not actually trying to steal anything, but and this random guy sees him, starts chasing him, and says, he's like, he jumps to tackle him. Right Holy as my shit. friend is passing me, and I saw it, it, it was like, I can see it in slow motion and fast. Yeah, that's yeah. how, that's how clear I was seeing. You know what I mean? Like I could see it. You witnessed right like the entire thing. Like you were yeah. like, this is fucking. And so in the moment, I'm like, he's gonna, like, tackle my friend. I might as well defend my friend. Like in this shitty situation, and I no. push the guy. Like I, I didn't like push him, push him, but like I got in his way. I bumped into him. Like it was like at, in the end, you knew. It I was, was a blockade. Joke. I was a like a blockade. I like put myself in front of him to make sure he didn't like go and like beat Hit up my head. friend. Yeah. Unfortunately, the problem was I thought it was just going to be like a little bump. Now this, I didn't realize how fast this guy was running. So he bumps into me and there's a, I don't see the woman behind me who has a big drink in her hand, walking down the street in high heels. I'm like, Oh, so after you can imagine how this ended. So my coworkers weren't mad. The guy was like, look what you do. Look what you did. I'm like, you fucking ran into me. Like, and you were yeah. chasing my friend. I'm, I'm like, he's, didn't, he's not stealing anything. I'm going to go put it right. I got pissed in the moment. But mm. I could see why some people would be like, oh, I'm the asshole. But at the same time, I was like, I got so scared. I was like, he's going to beat the shit out of my friend. Yeah. So I just got, I got scared. That's what happened. Mm. But, I mean, it's, that's, that's probably my most intense experience so oh. far. And do you see how different our intensities are right now? Like, for it, real. It, mm. But, like, nonetheless, it still riles you up. Like, your adrenaline starts to, like, getting that rush of adrenaline where it, like, spikes and it's, like, you really think, like, it could be life or death right now. Yeah. That is such a unique feeling. Right. Like, for anyone that has ever experienced that type of, like, I guess people say it's, like, pure fear or, like, pure, like, 
being afraid. It's just definitely, it's such a, for anyone that has experienced that, like, they, you know what I'm talking about. And even like for someone, even of different intensity, when your adrenaline is spiking like that and you're just like, I need, to, it's like life or death. Yeah. That fight or flight feeling is crazy. It's real. It's, it's so real. It's very. I, I've had a couple of, I mean, on the last couple of years, I've had a couple of instances, instances hmm. where I thought like, wow, I'm about to get my first fist fight. No, like only one or two, only one. Like that's, I feel like that's pretty average. One or two over the last two years, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not bad. So, like I, you know, a couple times, like those moments where you really see clearly, but you're like, you know, the results are gonna be bad. Yeah. But you're like, oh crap! Like I do not want to get in a fight, or like have to defend myself. But mm-hmm. like, if I don't, it's gonna be shitty. Really and, bad. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of have to jump in. It's like I don't want to. Like I've had yeah. friends who get you know, messed with at bars and it's like, like I'll have a friend messing with a friend and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's just, I get like, that's my, those are my experience. I think it's, you know what it is too? Like you grew up here, but also like, I think, you know, when I, when I go out, people think I'm a little older maybe. So mm. like, yeah, I mean, you're tall, but you're also only, but you're 18, 19. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like 18. I'm very, I'm very like skinny built too. So well, yeah, I know, when it comes to one of those things, like if someone's, if there is someone looking, and I found I've like figured this out through experience. If someone's looking to start an issue, just to start an issue, like out in public or they're drunk as fuck, they will always go after like the smallest target, like the easiest target I mean, they I mean, think they can pick on. But it's just like no, no. Listen, they can't pick on you, but in their mind, they're like, all right, I want to mess with someone. I might as well pick up pick on someone I think is like small. That, yeah. So like they're not gonna, you know what I mean? And so they go, okay, it's this. Like they're not trying. They're not, it's nothing against you. It's nothing personal. They're just being assholes. Like yeah. seriously, they're being an asshole. It's like so. it's for them. It's like the easy target. And when you have those doesn't that make them look weaker? I think that makes them look it, a lot oh, weaker. Def- like I mean, mentally wise, it's like you know, literally the line like pick pick on someone your own size. Like if you really real. have all this energy to like yeah, you, know. you, you want to impress everyone by fighting them. Okay, go, at least go hit the person that's like. <laughs> your side or like bigger than you to make yourself look better exactly don't pick on yeah no i feel that that's bullshit and especially in the city i think like even for as much as you've been here i think most of like most of the experiences would have definitely i mean being from florida i bet there is some crazy stuff that happens so i mean i was always in a really calm crowd at least like i mean every every place in the world has those types of crowds in florida i think we just have more experiences or more um opportunities to be crazy because we are surrounded by water. We're at the beach. There's cities. There's Miami. There's Tampa. Like, you know what I mean? Florida has so much going on at one time. I see why people think it is like this, just this crazy place. <laughs> and it's really cool to live there and like be in a part that sometimes has its moments. But oh. like, so I get to enjoy those Florida man moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get to you know, hear a story about my town where like, yeah, okay, an alligator was involved. Or like someone like yeah maybe someone got murdered but like nothing like terrible or I, like <laughs> no but like lied to me my story well because like you know you hear a Florida man got murdered after son ate you know what I mean? like you hear those stories yeah and every once in a while you'll be pretty close to one and you're like it's yeah. interesting like that actually does happen but for the most part it happens so rarely in reality hmm. that you get to live a pretty normal life of it's just, just like a, the beach the water it's it's, just, it's incredible it's just like a normal tropical place it is it like, really is I know even. From being around here, we have to literally drive everywhere. And I I mean, I, w- I would say I am very lucky that I do have a car living here. Oh, yeah, of course. So I would, like, drive to my friends in Queens. We'd, yep. I'd pick them up from Queens, then we'd drive all the way through Long Island and go to a bunch of beaches mm-hmm. that were just, like, really nice over the summer. And we'd, like, stay there super late. 
Like I had, mm-hmm. I have a really small, very, very, like I have a fun size, almost like a Kia Soul. I think a little smaller than a Kia Soul, but on the inside, it looks really big. It's called a Hyundai Venue. You know what? No, it I've is never like heard of the, never heard of it's it. literally such a small car, but it's really fast because it's super light and small. Yeah. So it kind of is just like a small little perky car. So we'd stay really, really late into these huge parking lots and just like be drifting around in my Hyundai. And yeah. then like you can go into the yeah. beach and like on the boardwalk in the middle of the night. That's actually pretty cool. And that was that was really nice. I know as the weather's getting warmer now. Yeah, it's like, I it's so, so nice excited. right now. It's mm. like perfect. I it's like so when good. it's like what was it? Yes. No, Wednesday was Thursday. I can't remember. One of them was like 70 degrees. Yes. And then it was raining for the past like two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been a little it's been but, a little shitty here in New York. For the listeners who are thinking, wondering, what does where are they where are they sitting right now in their little studio with their in New York City? Gotham fucking city. It's kinda Gothamy right now. Fog. It's it's foggy, actually, it's cold. Today wasn't it's too bad. Rainy. But it's rainy. Saw the Joker on my fucking commute today. Like <laughs> <laughs> you really. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, I, I could hear uh, the no, Joker's no, laugh through the subway oh tunnels. No, no, no. The Listen, bats started going. Here's what I'm thinking. He says, so like a guy from New York goes, oh, yeah, today I saw the Joker. Like the Joker and you were genuinely like, yeah. I was genuinely like, oh, yeah, it's probably some guy dressed, dressed up, up as the Joker. Like, I thought you were literally about to tell a story about I wish I did. I know. Yeah. That'd Do you be have great. Any, so where, were you, where are you from? Are you like from Jersey? Oh, how yeah. is, how's that? Jersey's <laughs> Jersey. You know how it is. Because <laughs> like every, anyone that's born here in the city very much, you know, Jersey's our enemy. They're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Jersey and New York are kind of like polar opposites, but I really like the suburbs, kind of. And sometimes Jersey's are pretty fun. Like, what, oh yeah. Like I know some friends that I met through my cousins at that like live in like Long Island suburbs, New Jersey yeah. suburbs, and they'd just yeah. be like, yeah, like we go Sorry to Walmart at like twelve in the morning and just like fuck around. That's yeah, what I do. Yeah, That's we used I to do that. Yeah. yeah. Really? <laughs> That's just like no, because like That's it's kind of fun. It's no, it is fun. Mm-hmm. Like there are parts of the suburban life that are incredibly fun. Yeah. Like you, like mm-hmm. a suburban guy thinks about the city and goes, "That's such a better life." That's you know they get to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And then there's those parts of like living in the suburbs where you go, "Oh, he couldn't do this." Like yeah, you, like yeah, you can't go to Walmart. Like, I can't go to Walmart like and fuck around. Five I have to, like, miles down your, the road from your house and like, sit in the parking lot. Three and, like, minute drive. Yeah, like, yeah. arm wrestle with some. You know what I mean? Like, like for real. Yeah, we or used just, to do that shit all the time. You know? Yeah, that <laughs> was what you did. You went to. It sounds like what I went used to Walmart. Do. You went to Walmart, and you. It, no matter how legal it is, no matter how legal it is to go into Walmart at four o'clock in the morning, mm. it feels so elite. Even if you are. Sober yeah. <laughs> and like, like there's no way that anyone thinks you're like messed up mm. or there to like commit you a crime. Have a fun time. It's and no, but am I right? Like I'm, I've yeah. been oh, there like, messed up before uh, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great time. Wait, have you ever, wow. So okay, good question. Have you ever been to Walmart late in the night slash early in the morning? When I drive back from my grandparents' house at like 11 p.m., I've gone but only with my parents. So but so once my twice. dad is. My dad acts like my age because of the fact that him and my mom are very much like they're party parents as well. Yeah, of course. So they grew up in the city. Um, they actually both immigrated to New York, or my mom immigrated oh, to New Jersey, and my dad immigrated to like from where? Um, Pakistan, India. Wow, that so they they're first generation. They're yeah. Oh, you actually, I'm sorry, you're I, first I, generation. I'm first generation. And I they didn't both know that about you. They were super young, and my dad moved into where like my grandparents still live, which wow. is real. Like it's literally. 
are like a five minute walk. So, you, I mean, I'm gonna say right now, I'm impressed. Your parents definitely created a pretty good life for people who have only been in the city, or I'm sorry, oh, been in America for very, a couple. Very good for so. them. Like I've good I've, for them. I mean, in college, you meet a lot of people from a, a lot of different places. Yeah, of course, and a lot of different backgrounds, and I've had so many like very personal talks with people from here talking about like our differences in backgrounds. And there are some people that are like, like G who was over here, yeah. who's like from a very, very lavish, like, for, like very European lifestyle. And then you have, I, or just like in the end, I'm very, very thankful for yeah. how my parents were and how my grandparents were when they moved here and how they like managed all their shit because, yeah, because their look, drive look, and resilience created like a life for me where I could go yeah. to. And that has to, I always think I'm like that drive, that resilience, that passion, like, you know, that, that natural ability to have like passion. Yeah. Like no matter how science, whatever science says, I think it's, it really does come it's from like, like the, your parents and your, yeah, especially your parents because they are the first people who teach you your habits. Like if right? you, so yeah. if your parents, it, like those moments when you're, you feel you hate your parents, like they are staring at you, they're like, do your homework, like literally, like those kind of things. It's mm. like, they really are doing the best thing because they know, like, no, they, know they didn't do their homework and now they're like, yeah. they, they're like, like they, I kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you literally, like, it's, it's one of those things where it's just, the way I like to put it is, I can think about so much that I've learned from people here in the last six months. Yeah, for sure. So when I think about how much these past six months have like had an impact on me that way, it's even like such a grander image to think how my parents have affected me. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God, hundred percent. And now that I'm, I guess one thing I realized after college is once the first time I went home after college, I felt like I was freaking like for the first time ever psychoanalyzing ever like my brother, my, oh my parents. God. Oh my God, Z. So wait, this that was when that was that um, was like like going home like for, after first three weeks. So like let's say September. Wow. That's impressive. End of September. Yeah, I didn't see my see. Remember, I live a lot further away. Yeah. But when I started coming home and like actually talking to people who I've seen, it's like like a who, different. People. No, I was like, okay, is this? I was always thinking like, is this someone who I'm gonna really be talking to in like ten years? And I'm like, are they really talking to me right now because they have their best interests in mind, or just because yes. like I'm like. By proxy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, is it like, do they like, actually like they, me for who I am, or is it just because of are, family? Are they being, like, genuinely nice? Are they just trying, or are they, are, like, are they being kind, or are they, like, really, truly believing, like, what they're saying to me? Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, I kind of figured out in the last couple of years, like, who's going to be in my life by the time I'm, like, 30, and then who's going to be with me, like, for, like, the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm. how I've seen it. Because, like, coming to the city, meeting, like, people from all over yeah. the world. Not, not the kids that I grew up with. No, people here come from like Brazil, Spain, yeah. Europe, I, I Netherlands. I'm like, damn. It's insane. Then it's like Idaho, Missouri, California. And, sometimes, and I'm like, sometimes those quote boring end quote oh states. Oh no, they have such they're like, unique lives. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, they're like, okay, think if, about it. You're like, oh, what the hell do you do in Montana? Like you go, like you go hiking. Oh no, like, and they're like, yeah, I used to drive to like my favorite hill in the middle of like the desert and watch the sunset right. from, at like my favorite like spot under a tree. And I'd be like, right. that's the most beautiful thing in the world. Like, or like you, know, some, love you, you to, imagine like some guy like grows up on a farm and like, I don't know, like has cows or something, and it's like that you seems grew up really taking care of cows. No, it's, so it, you think like, oh my god, I would never want that life. Or and then you go, oh wait, that guy lives in Oklahoma. He can like go, like once again, he can go drive. He's like has these yeah. gr- really pretty prairies he lives and around. The, like you know what I mean? Like that, I, in the end, great, yeah. in the end, any state that sounds like, oh, that sounds stupid. Like it no, has so much. You're dumb. You got to figure out <laughs> the one thing that's really cool about it that no one else gets to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and in, in New York. Sorry, I'm cutting oh, you off. No, you're good. It's, I'm I, sorry. There's a lot to do in New York, though. City, it snow, is like sit, and mountains. I'm a very. Exp- I'm as a person. I love to explore. Yeah. Oh, totally. Within the first week that I was here, I've walked into. It's one of those things where I don't know if it's like just borderline, like 
hyper fixation or whatever. But all the first week I was here, I told myself I wanted to walk into, I wanted to like see every single like inch of Lowenstein. I just want to roam around there. Yes. I want to see what all the classrooms are like. I, I want to see like thing. potential study sessions. So for the first week, I went into, and most of them are left open. So. But you have to go like past. You have to go past twelve thirty because that's like when the last janitor shift is. Yeah. So at one at one a.m. First, I explored all of Underground Gabelli, which is a completely different area. It's like where the health services department is, and there's like a whole staircase behind there mm-hmm. that's just completely forgotten. It's something out of the Twilight Zone. It's super scary. And then I went into every single loan scene classroom on any single floor. There and that's you when go. I discovered like where all the pianos are, which some of them have moved. And then I <laughs> yeah. found like the twelfth floor. True. There's. The basements really, all the tunnels are really interesting because they're building a bunch of new stuff using all these spaces. But uh-huh. being super explorative, like even at the school, I've heard all these stories of people going up and like from like Portland or someone yeah. from like New Orleans. And I'm like, I would have loved to just like in the in the middle of the night where I would have to, in the middle of the night, what I did is I'd like, when it, when it was warm out, I'd go and walk all the way down to Riverside. Like, yeah. I mean, the Hudson River, and I'd sit on a bench and write. And, but you're still every single second looking behind, like you're laying, like there could be a homeless person that could like, literally shove me into the water like, that's you know what so I mean? you know what's Which crazy is really scary, that is, that's but, so funny to think about like you saying that and imagine myself at the same age like what i would be doing and oh, be like yeah. man yeah like 16 year old charlie did think of imagine like 16 year old kids in new york city like living there so like, i can kind of ima- see what you're, yeah. you're saying and like i'm like i imagine that like and, and the city at night when it's empty and like all these public parks like you can like if you like go to- <laughs> <laughs> keep kicking this thing if, sorry if, z if, you're good. If it goes to like a, if you go to a public park and you can just like, at night it's super empty. Like I'll like sit on top of the monkey bars and like read my book with like my little phone, like my phone flashlight, or like. Just like going to all these places. I know Central Park specifically is really cool. Mm. I really love. One thing I started to do more recently when I figured out how city bikes work because I was just super lazy. Thought first I knew that they weren't reliable for like the first year that they came out. They would break down all the time. Yeah. It was such a shitty system. But I would take an electric city bike, so you have to do no work, and you do the full loop of Central Park, the bike lane. Oh, and okay. because I grew up here, I already memorized it. I used to run it for track. Like, I, I, I already know it by heart. But, like, at 4 in the morning, or, like, okay, depending on how late you stay up. Like, you could do it, you could do it now, like, once the sun sets. There will still be, like, people out. Mm. But just on a city bike, like, the wind, you have, like, your favorite, like, I don't know. I have, like, some pretty... Like, based on the, whatever the vibe is, you have, like, your own playlist going. Of course, yeah. And you're just fucking riding an electric city Yeah, kind of, like, clears your head. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, because it's nature, you know? Exactly. And, yeah. be, like, when you, when you can, like, take yourself away from all the lights, horns, sirens, it's just, it's really nice. And because uh, yeah. I have this, like, weird explorative nature, I clear my head by going on walks. Or, I guess, like, with piano and instruments, it's, like, I can explore the instrument by, like, testing out different chords and tunes but with walking in the city it's very nice it's very unique sometimes like i've walked around like pure business district and bank district like right past like grand central and it's crazy to like hear the conversations of people walking by about like their oh yeah our, like holiday business dinner and my like ten thousand dollar holiday bonus and i'm like these are like like we used to think of like Gabelli, you know, business school. Like these are the most Gabelli esque people ever. Yeah, right. Like, this oh my is God. the type of future. Like what I really, what I wanna, what I wanna see my future living here, <laughs> being like, living in a super high rise with like going to this amazing bank building every day, or what I wanna be in like my own house on like yeah. a hill. With, like, I think there's a lot of, uh, like over there's like a reality check too when you live in a city. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, you know, like you can grow up in the suburbs and get a, get a taste of what like a successful life is, but also like you're, you're away from like a lot of the things like you're, you're, mm. I hear about New York city all the time. This is happening in New York city. This is happening. This yeah, is yeah. So like New York city for me for years was like a dream. It's like a foreign place. Like exactly. Such a, yeah. it was, it's such a foreign place. And so like for you, like for you to be born and raised growing up living here and like really knowing what the truth of like those it's almost like knowing what the truth of like the media is right because i hear like oh my god you know something this really violent thing or really crazy thing happened in new york and like i'm thinking oh my god it must be like an apocalypse and people are like there was nothing like it was oh like uh i know a, a lot of new york city is powered by like steam yeah. So, uh, like, and that's actually really interesting. A lot of well, really, buildings actually, heat is powered by steam and like no kidding through mm. like my we're department. a clean city almost. Like we're almost like clean. almost basically. <laughs> yeah, we're perfect. We're perfect clean. Of course, it's the city, but it's <laughs> like a lot of once a year a steam pipe will burst in New York City, and they just have to literally go and replace it because it's like it's steam when the pressure builds. Sometimes, that, like when it like sometimes it'll happen over subway stations, and steam will just fill these subway stations, which is really interesting. Yeah. Or it'll burst, and then you'll see like clouds clouds of it going from like a normal block right that's something that's pretty normal but then when people hear yeah you had a pipe burst in the ground or like some people like sometimes you lose power because if like a couple pipe bursts in some area you could lose power you could lose like heat like i think if have you guys ever had like a blackout where you've lived uh, like yeah. the power well, went out. I like had her. I, we had hurricanes but that's like listen but hurricane sandy i think <laughs> hurricane sandy was fucking so good. i probably could count i could probably count on my hands how many times i can remember like a significant power outage you know mm. what i mean like yeah okay, every house has a couple that last like you know a minute or two but having like a significant one i could probably maybe say 10 or less huh i've for a new york kid how many how many are you living through tons dozens one only one the power rarely goes out here because it's the city it's like it's everything's always running but it was it's interesting last summer before it was the summer before it was last august it was last August. I remember I was staying up past, like, I was five. It was literally 4.35 in the morning. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there playing video games. My entire PC shuts off. I'm like, did I, like, short-circuit something? Mm-hmm. Because I had, like, my fan on and everything. And I'm walking outside, and first thing I noticed is the fish tank is, like, not on. The filter isn't on running. Oh, no. Like, the, and all the lights of the cables and the stove were all off. Wait, so are you saying you and think you thought you were... I outside the window, and from my building, I have a bunch of pictures of the view. You can just see, like, I have a pretty good view because the building that's across the street is lower than mine, and it's, like, traditional brownstones. You can see, like, onto the yeah. roofs of them, and people have, like, parties on the roofs. That's which is so really interesting. Cool. But then you can also see really tall buildings in the distance. Like, you can yeah. see a couple blocks down oh i would love to go oh, to your house that'd be oh, so i bet you it's the beautiful view is just, the view's awesome i used to sit like on we used to have like a couch right next to the window so i'd sit on the couch like when the rain would when, when it'd be raining out, i used to love sitting at the window with the window open like you could smell the rain it would be super nice out or like you can oh. watch sunsets from there but dang at night during this blackout all the buildings all of their lights on the outside were off all the street lights were off oh, it just shit. looked like one big silhouette right outside the window and it was scary as fuck yeah and duh. then i'm like and then, then i realized i you could not even make out the building across the street from the building like right there the only thing that was illuminating any light wow was the distant light from new jersey which was reflecting off of some windows and the moonlight dang so a power outage in new york city i'm imagining it, right goes like that's where the, the lights like the street lights right 
everything. So cabs are I'm, cabs and cars being are in the, screwed. Being in the subway during that time must have been fucking terrifying. There's, there's That's probably, because there's, there's no light in there. Whatsoever. How many car accidents do you think happen in New York City but, during a blackout? Honestly, not that many because the cars' lights still work. That's true. But, and but, but no one's really driving. Think and, about how slow you have to go to oh. like you get to a four way stop. Or I, or I, it's it's not as complicated or scary as that. Just think about it, like. The only lights that were the only lights that were on anywhere were cars during this time. The only and only the cars that were on, so you could see the light from any car from almost a mile away going down a block. That's true. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess if you're going down like a big avenue, if you're going down yeah. Amsterdam, or and you, yeah. can see, you can see cars from freaking I mean thirty to oh, se- all seventy. The way. And, yeah. And if there's a car heading down a really small block, you could see the light getting brighter and brighter on like the corners of the buildings. So it's not too bad, but everyone typically tends to just like wow. stop driving at a halt and just wait because so think about it, like how when the city loses power, which is the only one time I've lived through it, how does the city lose power? Like there how many generators are like op, like powering the city? It's such a big grid and network. So for all of them to right. go out, it's so right. it's so interesting. And I know one time that it happened was August 14th, 2003. Directly uh-huh. a month before I was born, there was a huge blackout in New York that hit all of, like, the five boroughs. Yeah. And I think there were parts of New Jersey that was hit. I just know that my mom used to tell me the story. She was heading home from work. Everything went out, and people were going nuts. Oh, shit. Like, everyone that was out was kind of just like, like, is this, like, a, like, a state of emergency? Like, is something actually going on? Did we, right. like, lose power? And... It went Did someone invade us? No, literally. <laughs> Did, like, like, is, is there another terrorist attack coming? Like, seriously. No, oh, seriously. it's something you genuinely think about. Of course. For all of them, and like all these news networks would say the same thing. Like, how trustworthy is it for Con Edison if they really, right. you know, the blackout happened? But that was terrifying as shit. I was only alive for one. The only other one I knew was that time. But there was actually one time, if you want to talk about aliens, there was... Um, <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go into aliens. So, Why not? Yeah. Aliens. I'm... It's a classic Saturday night. No, no, Friday night. My aunt gets back. I'm sitting, like, with my family. We're doing what we'd normally do, like, at a 9.30. We're just, like, talking. And my aunt came back from, like, Denmark, so she's just all talking with all about us about her trip and everything. And we're talking about Jesus and the second coming. And I was actually – because I've gone to to Catholic school my entire life, but I'm Muslim. So I was asking my dad. I was like, I know I've read the Quran, but a lot of the teachings are – like, there's not just the Quran as a holy book for Islam. There's other teachings of – our prophet, uh-huh. peace be upon him, who was like, uh-huh. and in all of these things, we were talking about the differences, and we look outside, and the sky is blue. Okay. It is the middle of the night, and the sky is echoing, humming, going like, mm, and it's blue, vibrating, pulsating blue. You and your dad saw this. Everyone in New York City saw this. So then me, immediately you check the news. Everyone's going fucking crazy. They're like, what's happening? When Helicopters did, in the air start what? broadcasting did, it. How did everyone see it? Because it was, the light was so bright that it was affecting people in, New Jer- people in parts of New Jersey on the coast could see it. Everyone like Brooklyn. So there's, a, there's an idea that there's what aliens? What happened is the Con Edison power plant a block away from my high school uh-huh. had an explosion and a transformer fire happened. A transformer fire is like some pure fucking energy type shit yeah. and it creates a blue flame. This fl- this light, like if you light magnesium, like you do it in like chemistry, like sophomore year, whatever, yes, it I've makes like that. it's a light as bright or uh, as bright or brighter than the sun. Yes. So whatever that type of same thing happens during a transformer fire, and it made everyone for a fifty mile radius see a blue hue in the sky. Where was the radiator? Sounds like a cover up to me. Where I mean, well, no, I know. Like well, no, 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 I'm curious. I'm curious. Where was the radiator? 
The who? Wait, no, the, wait, the Transformer. Wait, Transformer, excuse me. Excuse so the, me. The, the Transformer was in Astoria, Queens. Okay. A block away from my a block away from my high school. Mm-hmm. And I have all my friends that live really, really close to the high school that have like on their Snapchat videos, their all their power goes out. Every single like all stuff starts rumbling off their walls. They think it's literally an earthquake. Yeah. Like, like they we're, think yeah. we're getting invaded by aliens. And it was just such an interesting conversation. And then the sky turns blue, we turn on the news. And it's gen like it's literally just like panic, yeah. Because everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on?" You this know, guy, we thought aliens makes more sense to me than anything. Sometimes it really yeah, it does. does. Sometimes it really does. And it's like especially okay. for the pyramids. Oh, I, yeah, and I don't. Even, sometimes <laughs> I think like especially coming to Fordham and like hearing reading about different opinions and like actually having to like write essays and take them into consideration. Uh, yeah. Like there's some times where it's like not to get too like. Uh, religious on this podcast, but like I don't know, we'll bring it. It's aliens for like sometimes mm. that is considered like religious. Yeah, it's like it sometimes sometimes makes sense to me. Like, I think mathematically I, speaking, aliens have to exist. They said a great quote. The best quote about the uh, debate about aliens and us being completely alone. They said, "Okay, um, what's worse, the idea that in this huge." Mm. Nearly infinite void that we've discovered. That we're the only living. That we're the only thing living. What's scarier? That or the fact that somewhere out there in there this huge map. something else. It's, they say, they're like, come on. There's, yeah, there is that chance of there being that one that's so goddamn mm. uh, advanced that they managed to get to us. But the way that we live, like, we're, wait, we're intellectual. Like, I think we're not. We're never gonna. Like, we will never see it. Humans are not prepared <laughs> mentally to, to like. It's like the thing where humans can never like infinity is too big to imagine. Exactly. Our brain simply cannot and handle I, that I type think of quite thing. Frankly, I think so, quite frankly, the idea that we're alone is way worse. I would much rather believe mm. the fact that aliens are a thing because it's I like. Agree. Also, it's 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 like very. I feel like it's very naive to believe in this huge void and not believe in like another life form. Because mm. think about what we do consider life. Wow, it's getting, it's like, but like it's getting deep in science, in like in in the science that deals with like astrology and like actual astrology, not like hmm. zodiac signs. <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Virgo. Oh, totally. I don't know what that means. Mm. And what are you, Michael? Scorpio. Scorpio. I'm an Aquarius. So, shout out to all my um, uh, sociology, star astrology, astrology. I was like starology. <laughs> Jesus. I'll, I'll um, but it's such. A, go, you go ahead. Yeah. And continue. So <laughs> I think it's in my faith and critical reasoning class. We're talking a lot about religion and what's the history of faith. And I think I'm a very pessimistic look on this, even though I am almost like I'm very. I have a very strong like Islamic faith. Yeah. But I do think that religion is almost like a story humans told themselves when we realized what happens after death, because I think hu- the human brain itself cannot. Like, the reason why people technically, like, fear death or the, the people, like, I would say I'm optimistic about it because it's unknown. It is something completely yeah. unknown that no one has a certain, like, no one can tell you what happens after death, for sure. Mm. It's completely unknown. Like, if someone told me, hey, NASA wants you to become, like, a 30-year voyager, you leave tomorrow, you have to, like, stay in this ship, all you have to do is just, like, the ship will take you to places and... You just like explore, or you just like literally are in the stars wandering, recording what you see. I would do it. Wow. Exploring that type of unknown is just like, I mean, I know some people think about it one way. It's like, oh, you'd just be willing to ditch your entire life for that. But I think that type of unknown, that void being like, this is something that's going to happen eventually. And how are we supposed to cope with it? 
you know and then you meet yeah. like you have family members or you have friends and you know people that do die celebrities and you just think like damn what happens afterward so i think humans made a way that they could not only control a society and make everyone civilized when people started to group together right they said okay now we can keep everyone in check but also be like we can calm all these fears because yeah. it was it was one of those things where everyone at that time was having a fear about death uh-huh. so then religions were formed as a way to like say hey you know you don't have to worry about what's after death it's a nice lovely amazing place with god and yeah you know if you follow what god says which is a good human being yeah. then you won't have to I worry know. about this i know well, exactly but right exactly but there's at the same time at the same time there's there is like the logical thought of this like you look at a picture it's all about scale in a weird way listen to me here like it's you look at the Milky Way, right? Hmm. And you see that like, you kind of observe the shape. It's circular. There's like this ball of energy in the middle, right? It's bright in the middle, especially. Then you look at like our solar system from like above, right? There's the sun in the middle of all the planets going out. Hmm. And the way it looks is like this circular system, right? There's the cells, right? Like, so it's like. Are you talking about like the Archimedean spiral? Right, exactly. So, like and how everything's like mathematically like. There's, there's too many coincidences of, like, math within our own form of, like, how nature's formed. Like, look at the leaves, flower petals, like, all these right. math. There's right. no way it's all just a coincidence. And so, exactly, right? So, you think about <laughs> the way, how, how tiny everything really is and how energy is created and how, like, humans create energy. It's like, we could literally be, Earth could be a cell. Yeah. Oh, Earth could I be a cell. Like, our universe could be, like, an electron from, for a whole, like, we could be infinitely small minuscule beings yeah. part of a cell of like another organism. and all of that could be layered within us as well or right? our own cells yeah our own cells could be like because our own cells are like, so small but they still have these details right yeah so it's like i always i thought that was a really interesting theory because they show how small and, and insignificant quote-unquote we really are and it's like okay you think the same way about a cell like it is small yeah. it's insignificant it has nothing but like, what's to say that there's not a bunch of us down there also having the same thought and it infinitely goes on? A million times. And it just goes a million times over and over because the idea of infinite, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, that's an interesting theory to think about. It's it just also being like in college and being like a young person and sometimes that makes yeah. me more relaxed. Like in terms of just trying to figure things out, that makes me much more relaxed than like believing in like the, super the Bible and, and like, and like I, I respect it. I respect like being at Fordham and like mm. listening to like, and I love the idea of having like faith in like religion, it's yeah. and it's like such a good thing to have. Like it's so strong. If if you can be the person who goes to a Catholic school and gets inspired and gets into theology and like the really mm. strong belief in faith, that's that's a, super commendable. It's, it's an, it's it's an amazing like, thing. But at the same time, it's like people do that. People do the exact same thing for science because there is this no. true belief that they can. There's ways of figuring out what we don't know, right? So, and, Life and death. It starts with life and death, right? That's where religion mm-hmm. comes in. They're always talking about life and death, why things are the way they are and why things will happen and why you should be happy. And then these scientists are kind of figuring out, you know, the ways of why, the ways of life and how it works, right? So they're, is, they're explaining life in such a detailed way that the idea of just death being so simple and so like, oh, this is what happens. And then it's just like nothing. Like it's just... Right, but, you know, and the reality of it is we don't know. Yeah. Right? We, and, we really don't. Because I think it's like the idea of awareness, right? If you are aware, like sleeping, if you are aware, like consciously almost that you are sleeping, you're not going to be, a, you're not asleep. Yeah. Once you fall asleep, you're not sitting there going, I'm asleep. I've actually, I'm asleep. I've like, actually dreamed a couple times and let me tell you, that's very interesting because yeah, I bet. it's one of those things where, I'm, not me. once you become aware that you're dreaming, it's like, the my, I mean, 
I've had people like I I think if you have a conversation with me and see where like how my conversations jump so much like uh-huh. where my interest and stuff you can tell that my mind is always running at like a thousand speed exactly right so when you have when you're asleep and my mind is running at a thousand speed it's hard to control it when you're like I'm asleep right now oh shit I'm in my own dream oh my god you like look around you it's like everything's really weird it feels like a memory almost it's but happened to me a couple times memory. and that's the thing is like my mind will be like shit don't imagine literally like that scary thing in the scary movie that we watched and then guess what happens yeah, yeah like, it comes and then it's it's in your conscious mind so you're it, pro, it like projects in your visual not even projecting it's like i'll just like i'll be standing in like a place that i don't recognize completely like it's not even like i can look around and describe the space it's just like like i know i'm physically standing in a room i just can't tell you what the room looks like or how big it is yep. or how it's all right everyone thank you so much for listening to this episode of the big idiot with z make sure to go follow the podcast on instagram snapchat facebook twitter TikTok, getting big on TikTok. Not yet, but we'll be getting there, guys. Next week, we have a huge, huge guest coming on the podcast, Julia Antonelli from Outer Banks. Can't wait to get to talk to her, talk to her about her life as an actress, her life as a student here at Fordham, and how everything's going with her. Guys, thank you so much for all the outreach you guys have been doing for us, reaching out to us to make sure we're still active and posting. I'm so sorry about that break we took. We had a lot to learn. We still do. Guys, can't thank you enough for the support. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Big Idiot.